have this fantastic business model where they get uh, plastic bottles out of the streets of Haiti, essentially, and spin that into polyester. So you have kind of these pros and cons. This podcast is brought to you by Alda, where we connect you with some of your favorite sustainable brands. Be sure to check us out at alda.life. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Alda Lifestyle. Oh, I almost forgot something. Protect your wild. What's up, everyone? Um, welcome to the Alda Podcast. We broadcast uh, every week on Monday. We switch to a new time from 7 p.m. Eastern Time to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So thanks for joining us there. And today we're going to be talking about the two most important things to look for when buying sustainable clothes. So that's materials and brands and, you know, the ethics behind the brands and stuff like that. Yeah. So let's uh, get this kicked off with talking about materials, Colin. Uh, what are good materials for us yeah. to buy? Yeah. So first of all, let me let me just preface all of this by saying there is a lot of info out there on this stuff. Um, there's a lot of different opinions on it, but we we did our best to make it as simple for you as possible to follow. You know these kind of guidelines and the materials that you want to look for when you're buying clothes. Um, so starting off with some of the best materials you can get, um, right off the bat, hemp is like a fantastic material for uh, clothing. It's really versatile. You can make shoes, hats out of it. Um, so if you see hemp gear or uh, things online, then you know definitely check it out. It doesn't take as much water as cotton. It doesn't take nutrients out of the soil. It's cheaper to produce. Like it, Hemp is an incredible material. Um, so that's, that's like number one. Um, mm-hmm. Following that up, we got uh, organic linen. So linen actually comes from flax fibers. And same thing as hemp there. Linen uh, does not take a whole lot of water or nutrients out of the soil to uh, produce. So that, again, makes linen a fantastic material. Um, There's not a whole lot of clothes in linen, but it's still something to keep an eye out for. Um, Okay. Then we got organic wool. So uh, we all know, you know, wool comes from our little sheep friends. Um, but wool is an extremely versatile material, you know, it's warm, it doesn't really wrinkle, um, and it depends how you feel about, uh, animals and stuff like that, but generally speaking, as far as cold weather clothes go, wool is a, is a a great option there. Um. That is true. Especially socks. socks. wool socks. Don't get me started. I got wool socks right now. Cold houses. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, so, so so following that, we wh- got a couple why more. Why isn't a lot of clothes being made out of these things, though? Sure. Um, like hemp, organic linen, things like that. So so this gets into like some economics, like economies of scale, right? There's so much cotton yeah. being produced, and polyester and plastic you know, things are so accessible now that that's kind of the cheapest option and most uh, the in the highest supply. So... 
because of that, these, uh, you know, cotton polyester blends and things like that have become, you know, by far the most popular. Um, and, and those two materials really dominate the market. Um, so why, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes trends just go in a certain way. Uh, but it, it really is unfortunate because, you know, maybe if the demand got higher for things made out of hemp and stuff like that, you'd see a shift, you know? True. And it's usually up to the consumer to decide, you know, demand. Right, right. Um, but we got, so two two more really good materials. Look for anything, you know, recycled. So with our shirts, um, you can show them, show, them, show them that bad boy. There you go. So our shirts are made by a company called Recover, and they have this fantastic business model where they get uh, plastic bottles out of the streets of Haiti, essentially, and spin that into polyester. So you have kind of these pros and cons where although uh, polyester gives off some microplastics when you wash them, it is far outweighed by the fact that all of these uh, bottles that are polluting the streets of Haiti and things are now getting picked up and repurposed and put into, you know, really nice soft clothes. And, um, yeah, we, we still shirt, don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we, and we don't quite know what the impact of these microplastics will be that are coming off of the clothing in the wash. Um, mm -hmm. you also have recycled down, uh, which is really good. And, you know, you can do recycled wool, polyester, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yeah. and then the last, last one is, uh, something called lice, Lyocell and Modal, so so they're made from a wood pulp, and okay. they they use a closed loop manufacturing process. So although it uses chemicals and stuff, they're able to reuse those chemicals when they transform these materials, so that it doesn't create a bunch of waste and harmful chemicals going into the environment. Um, that the company that does it is called Tinsel, and I guess the the material is now essentially called tinsel, just like, you know, Kleenex, like tissues are called Kleenex, right? So yeah, yeah. those are, those are the uh, best ones that I could find really. <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. So even, uh, you mentioned microplastics when you're like washing clothes and stuff like that. Um, I know Patagonia, uh, this might come up later as well. Um, <laughs> they sell like these uh, filter kind of things to catch those mi microplastics and things like that. Oh, really? Um, yeah, in your washing wow. machine. So I didn't know that. We we don't know like the actual impact of those microplastics, but, but there's speculation that it, you know animals eat them and mm -hmm. it's yeah. bad for, yeah. for like the water and whatever. Um, so <clears> they're trying to you know f fix that problem. Um, right. So anyway. So those are like the good materials, but what what are like the like the meh kind of materials for um, you know buying? Yeah, yeah, that kind of middle range, like things that are really common, but you know they aren't like there's a catch to them, right? So in that yeah, group, yeah, because I'm you, not going to be finding that lyocell stuff in a store anytime soon, you know? What I mean? Right, it's 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 pretty unlikely. Um, in in that group, I put organic cotton uh, because it's since it's organic there's less pesticides being used less poisons getting out into the environment that could wash off and pollute streams and stuff uh and it uses or but it uses a lot of water compared to hemp and uh the flax plants that are, uh the other fibers use so because of that organic cotton um it's a better alternative than regular cotton for sure 
Uh, so if you're going to get cotton, yeah. go in that direction. But the drawback is is that water use um, and the, the nutrients it takes to grow as well. Um, so after that, you have a material called rayon. So rayon's pretty interesting. It's I, I started seeing it, I think, with uh, beanies, I believe, and some things like that. Interesting. Yeah, and it's it's uh, one of the types of fibers you can make from bamboo, actually. So the oh, cool. the downside. And it looks like cotton, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of it kind of looks like like yeah, a cotton, like kind of wool cotton. They, they actually type of thing. put rayon in like later like lighters and stuff like reusable lighters hmm. um instead of cotton so really? okay. that's how they store the lighter fluid inside a lighter interesting is they use rayon yeah, yeah fun fact fun fact <laughs> yeah but the the downside basically is is twofold so it takes a lot of chemicals to turn bamboo into these fibers and on top mm -hmm. of that a lot of times bamboo is sourced from indonesia and a lot of old growth forests are being cut down and replaced with bamboo so Although bamboo is a great material, it's not exactly being harvested and, and grown responsibly in a lot of places. Um, so okay. after after rayon, we got natural leather and synthetic leather. Um, I put them mm -hmm. both in that medium category because uh, there's there's of course drawbacks to both the natural leather and organic. Um, sorry, natural and synthetic, right? So. Synthetic is yeah. going to have some plastics and ingredients that, uh, you know, are basically chemicals and, and bad for the environment that way. And then regular leather comes from animals, right? It comes from cows. So it has to be treated so it doesn't rot. And those treatments, the tanning process can put out a lot of chemicals into the environment if done irresponsibly. Um, personally, I, I side on the, the side of uh, real leather like genuine leather because of yeah. durability and it can last longer so if, if mm -hmm. one genuine leather belt lasts you you know say 10 years and a synthetic one lasts two to five years it, it's, it's just something to consider leather one right yeah right. it makes so. sense I, I think i i agree on that's that that front mm -hmm. yeah so uh the last one that's kind of in that medium range is uh different types of down so there's synthetic both synthetic down and uh regular down um that's mm -hmm. because regular down of course again comes from animals and a lot of yeah. times uh they're like live plucked so with this down they'll pull out their breast feathers usually of the uh goose or duck or whatever and uh you know do that multiple times, several times in their lifetime. So that's, you know, a lot of people see it as animal cruelty. It's probably not very comfortable for the animal. And synthetic down, again, you got probably, plastics. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, but, but it can be recycled. Yep. So just keep an eye out for recycled down. Okay. Um, so that's like the middle range of, mm -hmm. you know, the materials and everything we should look out for. Yeah. Uh, what is... <clears throat> the like the worst kinds of materials we should be buying and you know wearing and stuff like that yeah uh so so right off the bat you have like regular cotton um it's not not good in general you go to walmart buy a t-shirt 100 percent cotton that that doesn't mean it's more sustainable really um mm -hmm. might have a slight edge over regular polyester but chances are um it 
it was grown, you know, in a region that was like around China or whatever. Yeah, fight that yawn off. <laughs> um, yeah, I got caught. Uh, chances are, uh, it wasn't grown sustainably at all. Cotton still takes a ton of water, um, takes a lot of nutrition out of the soil, and um, yeah, so it it's not great. Uh, other bad ones, regular polyester. Again, you have that problem with plastics, and it's used uses lots of energy to process and, and create, and uh, yeah, it can be recycled, which is a good thing. Um, but generally speaking. Plastic clothes, no bueno. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, is there any more on the yeah, list? There's uh, a couple more. Uh, the last ones I'll, I'll go over briefly. It's uh, acrylic, which is yep. another type of plastic thing. I've seen, again, beanies made out of acrylic, and it, it's, it's like acrylic paint. I think it's spelled like the same way, but basically okay. it's not easily recycled. It's not biodegradable don't buy acrylic shit. It's like the worst almost. Um, furs, okay. fur, both synthetic fur and natural fur is bad. Synthetic fur can't really be recycled. Natural fur True. kills little, little animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's actually pretty sad. Yeah. And then um, that, that light so, down of course is no bueno. Yeah. So I, I know another thing is, uh, dyes being used. Um, how should we like you know be aware more of that kind of thing? Yeah, so you can um, kind of opt like for more usually like more natural looking colors are actually less <laughs> harmful. Like it's almost intuitive. Yeah. Like you're like kind of beiges and uh, uh, like lighter greens or something. Earth um, tones. Off white. Yeah, I guess you're <laughs> ironically your earth tones, but uh. I mean, you can look, like, with the companies, um, it's part of doing your research, and um, a lot of companies will put an emphasis on, on using, like, you know, organic, like, better quality dyes and less harmful dyes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, the other big thing we should all look out for is the brands we buy and the ethics that they use, you know, mm -hmm. behind, you know, their manufacturing and their labor and everything like that. Because, like, some, some big, big issues that uh, the industry has in general is uh, things like uh, child labor. So, you, it's not going to happen in the U.S., obviously. Um, but, but they outsource it to, you know, Asia and stuff like that. And in those countries have like little kids working in the factories and stuff um and the other like issue is low wages so um they'll you know pay people maybe a dollar a week or something s like un unbelievably low for the amount of work that these people do mm -hmm. and not only that these people are exposed to like a whole bunch of health um you know hazards and everything like that so like pesticides and you know all these dyes sometimes they're not um, you know, say for humans to be around without, you know, proper equipment and everything else. Um, and companies are just, you know, okay with outsourcing it and then letting the, these people be exposed to it. And the crappy thing is like with the low wages and everything else, like they're not living that long, um, you know, doing that job and, uh, in working in that environment. But then, 
it, the other bigger impact is uh, since these countries are a little less developed, uh, they don't have the equipment, facilities, or anything like that to dispose of all these like chemicals, all these dyes, all these you know pesticides and stuff. So like a big problem is they just end up dumping it in their natural resources. They're like, yeah, okay, we can just chuck it in the river and it should be fine. Like we don't know where else to put it. Um, and I think on their part, they're not, you know, uh, knowledgeable enough, uh, or they don't have the resources to have, you know, disposal facilities for, you know, those chemicals and everything. So what ends up happening is they just destroy the natural resources in their area. And that ends up becoming a problem for the environment. Um, and another big issue, just like the fur issue, um, is, or it's linked to the fur issue, is animal cruelty. So when it comes to, like, you know, shearing sheep and getting, not even, it's not only wool, but, like, um, just the normal fur or any other things, uh, down feathers, there's a lot of animal cruelty that goes on uh, because it's easier to not kill the animal and get their, you know, skin or whatever. Cool. And that's painful. Yeah, it's super painful for them. Oh, yeah, it sounds, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm just getting skinned alive. And, yeah, people do that, so um, it becomes pretty rough uh, in that it's regard. downright savage, really. <clears throat> yep. So these are, like, these major problems facing, you know, the, the, the clothing industry. And we have to be really conscious about which brands we buy because brands that are uh, transparent about, you know, what they're, you know, doing and where they source their um, materials and the, you know, practices they have for manufacturers are very important. Uh, and we should definitely, like, support companies that do that. Uh, great, you know, leader in all that is Patagonia. Mm -hmm. They kind of, like, look at the whole, like, supply chain and, you know, they're very transparent about, you know, uh, everything in the supply chain has to be, you know, good, ethical, blah, 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 and, you know, safe, I guess. Uh, yeah. So ways we can see that is uh, fair trade certified right. uh, um, companies and B Corporations. What? Can uh, you go yeah, you a little bit a, into what those are? Or I, I could try yeah. try my hand out if you want. Yeah, okay. Uh, you might explain what a fair trade uh, certified company is. <laughs> Um, yeah, basically, you know, if something's fair trade certified that the, the employees that are manufacturing something are being taken care of well, uh, they meet certain standards and what they get paid for, for living wages in their countries. And, um, you also know it's not going to be child labor. So it's, you know, basically fair trade is you, you know, there's nothing shady going on, uh, with, with how this is being produced and how the people are being treated who are producing it. Yep. So that's fair trade certified. And the other really big one to look for is B corporations. So B corporations are, um, certified kind of like the USDA, like certifies organic cotton or whatever, but the B corporation certification is a very stringent set of, um, kind of standards and, uh, things like that. And once it's, what they, they kind of ensure is that the company benefits social, environmental, 
and other labor practices all, you know, in that regard. And they actually mm. give back or help a cause kind of thing. And um, I remember taking a class um, in college and they explained like it was super hard to get that B, B Corp uh, certification because those those standards are pretty high and you have to be really transparent about everything you do mm -hmm. uh, as a company. But So you should know if... You know, a company says oh, we're a B corporation, like they're probably doing a lot of good and they met that like high standard of, uh, you know, environmental and sustainable and other things, uh, regard, I don't know. Um, <laughs> put a regard in there. When in doubt, just toss a regard, regard in there. Requirements. Regard. <laughs> requirements. Um, I don't know what the word is. Yeah. Standards. Yeah, like, like you um, mentioned, though, the thing to look out for, too, is that they give back. Um, usually companies will make it very obvious on their websites and stuff, like what their cause is. Like, we donate X amount to this or to that. And uh, the only thing to kind of make sure you don't trip up over is uh, the difference between, you know, X percent of, like, net profit versus percent of revenue. Um, so, obviously, that's like... That's like an accounting thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, so there's an organization called One Percent for the Planet, and that's donating one mm -hmm. percent of revenue. So even if the company loses money and isn't profitable that year, one percent of all money that they make from sales uh, goes, you know, back to the environment. Um, whereas net profit means we don't turn a profit a lot of times. <laughs> We're, yeah, we, we might don't not need to pay yeah. anything. Uh, the hope okay. is what it yeah. what it is um, would be, you know, ten percent out of costs of goods sold versus the price, right? So the cost of goods sold, yeah. like, is literally how much that company is getting it for. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just something to watch out for. Okay. Yeah. So those are basically our two big, uh, you know tips for buying sustainably um we have some you know companies that are doing some really good stuff uh the big leader in all of this is patagonia um some other big you know players in this category are nudie jeans they sell like organic cotton jeans they're they very transparent about they they're... are transparent <laughs> oh okay <laughs> they're not transparent the company's transparent uh, not the jeans uh, my um, bad so yeah but um, <laughs> they're transparent about where they get their, you know, denim and manufacture it and everything else. Uh, so they're pretty good. Um, Colin actually introduced me to Toad & Co. Uh, so Toad & Co. is pretty good about, you know, as well how they, you know, source their uh, clothing, materials, and everything else. But they actually have really good-looking, like, stuff. I was like... Yeah, I'd love to get them like, on our site one day. They're great. Yeah, fantastic, uh, yeah. you know, lineup of clothing. Um, for women, uh, Raven and Lily is a B Corporation based in Texas, um, and they also sell, like, you know, apparel and everything that's, you know, transparent about, you know, where they make it, and they make sure everything's uh, ethically sourced and things like that. Uh, there's another Dutch company, I don't know if I'm saying it right, it's like, it's called AU or IU. And <laughs> spell it spell it out for him. It's spelled A I A Y U. So it's like I don't know what I hate. Uh, like a wolf howling. I don't know. 
But anyway, I, um, they, they specialize in zero-waste clothing. Yeah. So that means... When people see you, they go, Hey, you. Nice clothes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you should do marketing for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they, they specialize in zero-waste clothing. So in the manufacturing process, they try and you know minimize waste to practically zero, which is a pretty cool concept. Yeah. Um, and then one that actually surprised me uh, that I remember, remember thinking about a long time ago, then kind of forgot about, and we see all the time, is Timberland, right? I didn't oh, know yeah. they were so sustainable. So, like, Colin reminded me of this. They do lots and of I was good like, stuff, man. What? They're I juicy. Like, I love Timberland. <laughs> like, I wear Timberland boots. I, like, you know, I love the brand. And yeah. you don't think of them as being sustainable or anything like that. Right, because the weather, the way basically... They be- yeah, and the way they got that way was actually because of Patagonia's founder. Uh, what was his name? Yvonne uh, Chouinard. Siobhan... Yeah, <laughs> Yvonne Sh- Chouinard. Siobhan <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Siobhan Chouinard. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, that guy, uh, he put a lot of pressure on uh, you know uh, clothing companies and other outdoor brands uh, to move in a more sustainable direction and mm-hmm. Timberland happily was like sign us up um, and they you know moved forward creating new standards for making leather boots and all the other goods and stuff like that so they're a pretty cool hidden gem sustainability company mm-hmm. and I'd highly recommend them yeah and their so, stuff lasts too that's another good thing it lasts yep I, I can definitely attest to that too yeah so, anyway, uh, that about wraps up most of our podcast. If you have any questions, comments, uh, leave them for us, and yeah. we'd be happy to answer them. Uh, be sure to catch us every Monday at 9 p.m., and uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, me and Colin are doing this new thing on Instagram, fun fact, on Instagram Live, where we challenge each other to recycling trick shots. So if you're interested in doing that uh, or watching it, uh, tune in on our Instagram mm-hmm. at all the lifestyle. Yeah, send and, us your shots, uh, yeah. man. I'll try it. any shot. Bring it here. I'll take you. Yeah, I'll take you on, man. We're welcoming any challenge shots. So uh, yeah, be sure to check us out there. And uh, <clears throat> one thing. Um. Yeah, protect your wild. Oh, yeah, that. All yeah. right. <laughs> oh, also, See this is guys. now the Protect Your Wild podcast. New oh, name. yeah, we renamed the podcast. New name, Fun same fact. same stupid hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yep, especially me. <laughs> Special thanks to my good friend Valleys for our incredible theme song. If you want to check them out, go to Spotify or SoundCloud and type in V-A-L-L-E-Y-Z. 